0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast, I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 132. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say a big thanks to uh, to everyone who listened to last week's episode uh, with Emily Wrights, uh, because that's been a hugely listened to episode, and I know Emily got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback, and I did too. I put a bit of a trigger warning in there and talked to you about how it was quite a heavy episode. There was quite a, a lot of heavy uh, personal stories around mental health and and uh, so forth. And um, yeah, I just it was really nice. The, the the tone of the responses has been lovely. People have um, enjoyed hearing it. Uh, enjoyed hearing the you know the story that was shared and the way it was done. So. Um, I, I'm just really, I know Emily's grateful, but she can obviously speak for herself as she does in that episode, um, but I'm, I'm very grateful, I've received some really nice messages and comments and feedback from people, including a lot of people that were brand new to the podcast, so that's awesome. Um, this week I had a chat with uh, a Wellington-based photographer, his name's Peter Black. Uh, I I don't know when I first discovered his work, but it was about 20 years ago, and, uh, and he's one of my... Um, He's one of my heroes. Uh, he's one of the people who who really has inspired me when it comes to, I guess, trying to take a photograph myself in my amateur way, but but also just in terms of my understanding of photography and what it means, how to look at it. Uh, his books are incredible. Uh, his, his exhibitions, I've, I've seen his work. Uh, it was my first time meeting him. I, I cold called him the way I do with most of the guests of this podcast. Some of them are people I know. Uh, some people reach out to me, but in most cases it's me thinking, who can I I talk to who's someone i'd really like to talk to who who would i like to meet and have a chat with and so i had been following uh, peter on instagram and he had been following me and so i sent him a message one day could we catch up would you would you be interested in this and and he said yeah hey look i like your music writing uh which which blew me away that he even knew who i was so i went around to his house and we sat and had a cup of coffee and we looked through some of his you know, it's a challenge talking about visual art. Um, you know, the whole idea about his photography is it's there on the pages of a book or uh, on his website, which there'll be a link to in the notes, or, you know, as part of an exhibition. Um, but here we are, so we're talking about photographs. We're trying to describe to you his process and in some cases, some of the images. So we, yeah, we sat down with, with most of the books. Um, most recently, he did a book with Steve Brawnius called The Shops, so we talk about that quite a bit. Uh, there was a volume of Sport. Um, that is uh, basically a tribute to him. It's filled with his photographs and some writing and responses to his photos. Um, yeah we went through quite a few of his books and we went through his life and how he how he came to photography he tells the story which he's told many times of the first photograph that he took and then from there how he's worked in a little bit in commercial photography but how you know that really wasn't for him he's he's famous for doing mostly black and white photos from there he's uh, gone on to do all sorts of interesting experiments with photography he photographs objects and images more than he photographs people uh, in some cases other times he's taking shots out of a moving vehicle out of the window or he's taking shots from the hip not looking at the viewfinder in his autofocus series. Uh, as I say, all of these things are just very inspiring to me and then to meet him and hear him talk through it and talk about what inspires him and uh, and his life and his career, it, this was a huge treat for me and so I hope you enjoy this. This is me talking with Peter Black. Staring at the pictures
1: of the
0: runaways. Like anything, probably like you and some of what you've done. You start these things and you don't know how long they're going to go on for. You don't know if there's a future in them when you start. Absolutely, that's, you know? that's true with photography projects. Yeah, suddenly uh, you start suddenly you're, Probably
1: because of something that you've done before, or you're in the, doing something and then something really strange happens mm, in the work and you think, yeah. oh, that's interesting. I, so that leads you on to the next body of work, but you don't know whether it's going to fizzle out and it's mm. going to go nowhere or mm. something happens from it until
0: you're halfway through mm. and then you get very excited. Mm. Well, I wonder, because, I mean, you have you told me before we started recording that you woke up today and didn't really feel like talking about your work, so I'm just <laughs> going to put that out there to, to, <laughs> to make you feel at ease. And I said, well, you've got two choices. You can either talk about your work or yourself. And you said, oh, okay, well, then I'll talk about my work. Um... So I wonder, do we do we start at the start and go right back to, to where and how you grew up and what you were doing and how you find photography, or do you want to start with where you're at now and look back? Because. I uh,
1: uh, no, let's start from the beginning. My brain can't <laughs> can't work any other way, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, uh, my family. Um, I was born in Christchurch, and then when I was about four or five, um, the family moved to Lower Hutt. So, my I went to Hutt Valley High School, Hutt Intermediate, you know. So, yeah, I lived in Lower Hutt, and um, the family didn't really have cameras. But I do remember maybe from the Christchurch period that um, my mother and father must have taken some photos because there were at least beautiful little box brownie snapshots that they mm. everybody used to put them into photo albums in those mm. days. But that was my only connection with photography was right. just to remember vaguely remembering those photos. I yeah. must have brought them to Wellington with them when, when they moved. Um, but otherwise, photography had no role in my life at all mm. uh, until I first bought a camera duty-free free, when um, my partner Sharon and I... Uh, went to australia and we just toured around australia and lived in a combi van and picked grapes and did all sorts of jobs like that with the idea that we could earn enough money and then travel through asia and the idea of traveling through asia without a camera just seemed like Mm -hmm. really, you know we wanted to take the tourist snaps so i did buy a duty-free quite a sophisticated duty-free camera Film camera, of course, in those days, um, but I didn't know how to use it. And the guy selling it to me said, Well, if you're going in a couple of weeks overseas, you better learn how to use this camera before you go. So, why don't I put in a black and white 20 exposure film? I'll give it to you free, you know, and, uh, and then I'll get it developed, and we can just check that you're. You know, you can actually <laughs> take a doing. photo yeah, yeah. and they turn out because I was going to be photographing colour slides or transparencies. Mm. And that's quite a difficult medium. You have to get the exposures pretty correct. Um, so I said, fine. So I walked out of the shop.
0: And took this photo, mm. and I had well, it's on, <laughs> a famous photo for you now, and for well, you know, only people. because of
1: that. It's not a great photo by any international nation
0: No, but it's, it's a street photo. Yeah, and uh, I, was I to say it's one of these things. Where yeah, you, you say you yeah, start, you don't know yeah. where it's going to go. It, yeah. it, it is a logical photograph for people to see and understand that that's set up a big part of what you've gone on to do. You know, in that sense, it's a logical starting point. Like, it may, if, some, if you say to someone, this is this guy's work, and then you take it all the way back and go, this yeah. is the first photograph, we can see where it all comes yeah. from. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, and there were a few others on that roll of film that were sure. around the street. And I think the rest of them were, was actually of my brother, who was living in Brisbane, mm. and um, and his family. So, but because we were... Going overseas, uh, travelling through Asia, where we were going to go away for about two years, um, he said, Well, send all the films back to me so I can look after them because, you know, you, mm. you can't travel with all those films that you're taking. So send them over. I'll get them processed because you can't trust some of these countries. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so so that's what I did. And that's the only reason that that film was ever kept. Yeah. I mean, I would have just thrown yeah. it away. It didn't seem important to me. It was just yeah, a yeah. test film. But anyway, I still have it, so I'm very, very pleased about yeah. that. Yeah. But actually, my f- photographic thing probably started before that. And it was because, um, living in Lower Hutt, um, Woburn area of Lower Hutt, um, we used to, every Friday night, the family would, had some book seats at the Woburn Picture Theatre in the back row, and we used to go and see the movies every Friday night, regardless of what Mm. was on, we just, as a family, um, two other brothers and, and me, and, um, and, and mother and father and we would sit in the back row had our Jaffas which were you know that famous mm. suite that you would roll down the yeah yeah make you know, yeah. a lot of roll fun roll down the arse, yeah. make a little bit of noise yeah and um but so I used to see all these movies and some of them like I, the one I remember the most actually from that period was a Hitchcock film I don't think I should have been allowed to see it it was <laughs> Dial M for Murder yeah and I, I still have I, I can't watch it I have never watched it since ah. um but it did give me nightmares as you mm, get when mm, you're you know mm eight years of age yeah. or something like that uh, and uh, it was all to do with a the telephone these old-fashioned mm. heavy telephones and uh, the woman hit this man over the head i think he was an intruder she was probably doing you know the right thing yeah. I, I forget yeah. what the movie plot was but that was a scary horrible yeah. moment for me um but it, I, what i remember most about going to these movies and most of them were black and white and black and white on those days i mean they were Fantastic. The, mm. Those movie studios, most of them shot inside with pretend, you know, cars driving mm. with a backdrop. Yeah, and, full sound stages. And, yeah, full sound stages, and and the photography and the lighting, of course, was really under control for mm. them. Um, but they were they were masters at it. Mm. And
0: well, the so, stars got to dictate too, so if they oh, didn't look good, exactly. you know, they, if, they, if they, <laughs> yeah. they got to tell the director, yeah, well, this is this my is, side, yeah, this <laughs> is how you shoot me, this yeah. is how I want to be portrayed, which yeah. of course, uh, yeah. that changed, but yeah. back then, they were actually the boss, you know, <laughs> they were the boss, the big stars, <laughs> yeah. so, um,
1: but what I loved about it was, after a while, I wanted to turn them into stall pictures for some reason i don't know why but i would look at an image that i liked on the screen and close my eyes and maybe i wouldn't watch the rest of the film for about 10 minutes or so i just closed my eyes as long as i possibly could your own little dark room yeah and try and keep that image because Mm. some of them were so wonderfully beautiful Mm. you know with that lighting Mm. and uh, and the story almost didn't matter it was the image um, so that was my first connection. Not that mm. I knew that it was going to be any use or why I was doing it or whatever. But uh, uh, no photography, no camera until you know, early twenties. And buying that camera in mm.
0: Brisbane. Mm. Amazing. And and uh, what, where, and how quickly do you go from there to to? Um, okay. Well, after. Uh, we not can. just to monetizing it you know or, or you know because I know you you start to work for the listener and freelance really, sure but yeah, you know just yeah. yeah where does your where do you see your development going? From there from there, from mm. there I, um,
1: I we came back from Asia pretty sick actually with hepatitis and all sorts of kind of because you know we're mm. hippies living really mm. roughly mm. and mm. there's lots of interesting chemicals floating around in those days not that we were heavily into that but we both had hepatitis actually um, Sharon got it in, in Germany and in a hospital there and then I probably I got it a slightly later so I flew back kind of like immediately back to New Zealand so it was sort of laid up for a few months pretty bad, hepatitis C or something you know the, the bad version of hepatitis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that wasn't much fun but then it was no job and I was staying with my parents I didn't want to, I mean You don't want to stay with your parents in those days. It it just wasn't the thing to do, really. So I I needed to find some way of of earning money or doing something, you know. Uh, Sharon got a job. She recovered a lot better than me, and she earned some reasonable money in advertising and things as secretary and and a a go sort of person. She uh, did quite well. Um, And... um, i just bumped up to an old friend that um i'm used to way back in the early days we went to Hutt Valley high school together and um he was working in advertising so maybe that's how i met him through Sharon again because i would lost contact with him and he said oh what are you what are you gonna do and i said oh i had no idea and uh but i happened to show him some photos for some reason i don't i forget why I think he put me in some ads or something. I was a terrible model, but he put, <laughs> put me, I think he got himself into kind of like nobody thought they were any good. You know, I was the wrong person for it. But um, he said, Well, look, I've just heard of this course at Wellington Polytech. You know, it's a photography course. I like, I like, I like. These black and white photos you showed yeah, me yeah. and um, he said we can um, print some in my darkroom because in those days advertising agencies had their own darkrooms and things because mm. they uh, just used that s- s- they used it quite quite a bit um, probably no advertising agency would have a darkroom these days or that's just all, all mm. files and things so he um, so printed them up and I submitted them to the it was the first time that they had a course of this nature, it was meant to cover all aspects of photography, it wasn't art photography by any means Uh, it was a bit of filmmaking a bit of how to sell cameras a bit of portraiture you know, the whole gambit none of it was any good because it was just little slices of everything for a year but halfway through that course somebody left a, a book lying around, one of the tutors and uh was tony ray jones who was um became very well known after after this book came out he died in his early 30s unfortunately but it was photo- photographs of england he was an english young english guy and uh, the photos just spoke to me They they were totally different from what i was seeing during the course i had Uh, but I could see that photography had a language that was powerful, it could tell stories, it could be clever it could be personal, it could be a slice of life and it could be so strong that it would just blow your mind, it was just reminding me back to those old still images I tried to keep Mm. from Hollywood or something Um, you know when I went to the, the movies um, and then I just, this is it. This is what I want to do. I, I want to try and do what this guy does. So, uh, yeah. Mm. So uh, the rest of the course was me just, you know, trying to be <laughs> Tony Ray Jones. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, after that, um I, I did start freelancing things and mm. I, w- I worked uh, for an advertising photographer during that course to, just to earn money so we could, you know, it didn't cost a lot or anything, but it, just to keep the money rolling through in the family. Um, and I hated that, so I knew I didn't want to be a commercial photographer. Right. Yeah. I was no good at it. It wasn't where my. I, I wanted to be Tanya Ray Jones.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when did you. So when do you discover that, in fact, you are Peter Black?
1: I have the never discovered
0: <laughs> this. Oh, come on. <laughs> the photographer. When do you, When you know, my way of asking that is, because this is this is true of anyone, you start, Bob Dylan starts playing the guitar and he's an impersonator. You know, ah, he's, okay. he is impersonating yeah. Yeah. the songs that he's grown up with. Okay. Um, Bill Manheimer gives the advice that the best way to get writing is copy the people that you love reading yeah. and then through that, you will discover your own voice. So when do you get some inkling that you have a voice as a photographer, that you have, an, I guess, an eye, is more how people describe it, but when do you recognize yourself in your photography? Or are you still oh, looking? Well, like, <laughs> are I'm, you still looking? I guess that's a reason to continue on with it, right? Yeah, once <laughs> I find <laughs> that out, it's time to stop, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah. Um, possibly. Um, well, I was pretty lucky. Um, sharon and i and a group of other people uh from the some of them from the polytech course Mm. that uh we went to set up a gallery in auckland uh, in wellington that was connected with uh, an organization called photo forum in auckland and uh so we set up the one of the first dealer type galleries for photography it wasn't really a dealer gallery Mm. because nobody was buying photos if they were buying them they were. $10. Right. Mostly it was swaps amongst friends sort of thing but we did, um, well I say we was mainly Sharon and other group of people I was sort of on the fringes of it but I was of course living Mm. in the house of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so so it was an easy way to show your own photos. Sometimes you know you had to be careful of course I couldn't you know entirely have my work showing all the time in fact I was probably thought of last because of the connection with the galleries but nevertheless I did have photos and shows and things from time to time and um, well I was pretty lucky because it was um, the National Art Gallery actually bought probably the first serious photos that I took a little portfolio of about 10 photos Um, yeah there's, there's there was two yeah. of them in, in this um, retrospective book. But it was, um, this was Sharon's parents. So it was Ted, right. and, Ted and Ivy series. Yeah. And they they were living in Nainai Nai in a state house and, um, you know, had a very kind of grungy state house. Mm. Well, no, it wasn't grungy. They, they looked after it immaculately, really. But it was working class, you know, people. Mm. Um, he was retired and she didn't work and um, so I guess they were on a pension, um, but you can see that they weren't the happiest couple in yes, the world, yeah. um, but you know, it's all grist to the mill for a photographer, it's, um, you know, it's like here's subject matter, I go out there every weekend with Sharon or something, I'll take some photos and they, they didn't mind, they didn't know what the hell I was doing really.
0: Mm.
1: So there's always that aspect of photography, is that you, the photographer has the power, and uh, if you're a good person, you use it wisely. And um,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. I wanted to ask you about the kind of the voyeuristic element of photography. There is no denying
1: it. You know, I mean that that is the attraction to it, isn't it? It's the only way that we can stop and look at people or things. as long as we like you know and mm. it's just human nature to want to do this I think mm. and photography allows us to do this It allows us into places that we wouldn't see or go or be able to get into it's uh, the cameras are what I found pretty quickly, it's a magic little box that gives you entry to just about everywhere, mm. you know, mm. not, not so much these days. I mean, now everything is kind of a, you know, you're more likely to be filmed as a photographer yes. than you yeah, taking yeah. pictures. I <laughs> mean, everywhere, if you walk down Lampton Key, you'll be amazed how, how much footage they have of you walking down Lampton Quay. Mm. Uh, th- you know, the police and, and the city council have more information on you than Google does or Apple, believe you me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but you know, in those days, early days, uh, I'm talking the 70s or so, it's, it's a wonderful license to get you to, into places.
0: And, and it has this quality about it, photography that, that is really linked to writing and that I was thinking, you are, you're telling both someone else's story and you're telling your own story you're yeah. doing both you know they yes. are an unlikely yeah. in some cases yeah. they're an unlikely or unknowing subject yes. but even with full cooperation full understanding yeah and with some pride from the subject's point of view of hey this is me this is an honest depiction of me you're still taking it and placing it in a context where it also belongs to you and that is true of writing you know when I mm-hmm. interview someone I'm using their words I'm Doing my research on their background, but it's my piece of work that goes out into the world yeah. as a writer. and yeah. um it's not that I'm fabricating anything uh, beyond beyond the fact that the whole thing, everything we do is a fabrication of ourselves, you know, I but, don't know. Yeah. I yeah.
1: don't know if this is real life that we're dealing no, with here. No. <laughs> And photography, (laughs) that's the aspect I love of photography. I'm not Mm. even sure where the real bit of photography is. I think deep down we all want to believe that photography is telling us the truth, that this actually happened, this person Mm. existed. Slowing something down. Slowing it down so you can look at it. But um, I'm not so sure that photography is telling any sort of truth whatsoever. In fact, that's what I love about it more—the fact that it's not. That mm. it, to me, it is a very well, fictional medium.
0: Well, I, you know, it's great that you've uh, got your books here, and the one that you've got on top is called Real Fiction. Uh, mm. uh, it's a volume of the journal, literary journal, Sport. It's volume 30, and that is the. I like that that's on top because, and you've already flicked through it, referenced it, but that's. That's really where I completely come to your work, is the publication of this book. That's where I start to... I I Mm. recognise that I've seen some of your photographs before, but this is when when this book came out, this is when I connect everything up and go, oh, that's who this person is. And Mm. these photographs belong to him, Mm. and he took them. And then there's some some writing about you and your photos in there. Um, And what I got from that book, and I guess from other photographs of yours, is that you're capturing a a a certain type of realism and then through that you're presenting um, or you're opening us up to to interpreting a certain kind of surrealism from realism you know you're capturing and I think someone says in one of the pieces that you, you your skill and I guess this is true of photography as a concept if people are doing it right is that you both present the moment I'm paraphrasing here but you present the moment and you hint it you know, other possibilities around the moment.
1: Sure, yeah, especially um, Black and White is so divorced from Mm. the way we see the world. I think it just automatically um, puts you into that space. Mm. Yeah, Mm. the the space of fiction and the space of metaphor. And so it has that advantage. Um, Mm. But I also think it's not a language that interests me. I mean, after this show was done uh, and the book came out it was kind of like okay uh, I did one more big project after that um, called Public but um, well I wanted to say because yeah. I mean you,
0: you're known for for a long time you're known as I guess a black and white photographer that's what you that's what I that's did that's you did for, for one year yeah set yeah, for one year yeah yeah. But, yeah and then but then now there are loads of color images that you take
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. I started photographing in colour um, when I found I had nothing more to say in black and white. I mean, right. I did quite a quite a few different proge- projects and in um, in, uh, in black and white and mm. uh, different styles of photography. I, I guess I'm pretty mostly known for people photography, but I, I actually did a lot more than that. I, some of it's in here. Um, so I was trying out different cameras cameras on tripods, I was trying out not looking through the viewfinder, photographing from windows of cars, um, photographing on the street, landscape work. Every new project had to be a new project for Mm. me. There had to be some reason that I was doing it. I was interested in the subject matter, obviously, but also I had to be interested in in pushing it further so I wouldn't get bored with whatever Mm. I was doing. Uh, Otherwise... I think you just stop you know mm. it's very hard to get motivated unless you're you're excited and the only way to excited to excite myself at least is to throw all the cards up in the air and and hope for the best that your your next move um, is going to work out but it's a trying of the different styles methods cameras that interested in me um, mm. but it, in the end I just felt like I had finished it, I, I, I was either going to do one or two things, stop photography, which would have been okay because I had this monkey off my back, you know, mm. the big show, and mm. uh, all that work and a lot of the work was um, went to, to Papa, so it, it's kind of well looked after there, I don't have to mm. look after it, you know, so, um, or I could start digital photography. Because digital has just started in 2007 and 2008 with good cameras, good equipment, um, but it scared the shit out of me because mm. I, yeah. I I had never had everything. a computer, yeah, and I computers scared me. Right, I mean I I couldn't type, uh, I still can't type, but um, I didn't know the language, you know, the Windows mm. language and things. Mm. Mary luckily did because she was working in a few offices and things. She had to know it all, mm. and as a writer too, she soon. Dumped her electronic typewriter for her computer. Uh, so she could. So
0: there was enough hand holding. <laughs> well, there's a little bit there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah.
1: still, I thought, why don't I just stick to what I. But I know I've got a lovely dark room here that was mm. getting worse and worse and worse because I wasn't looking after it and cobwebs and the smell. And um, I remember the police coming up here once to. because I didn't quite know they were looking for uh, something to do with a stolen bicycle or something. And. Mm. and uh, they came in, into here, the stolen bicycle, it was nothing to do with yeah. me. <laughs> uh, it was probably one of the other houses or something. And uh, I invited them in and I could see the younger cops sort of sniffing the air. It probably smelled like a meth lab because <laughs> that dark room just off the living room here yeah. uh, it became vile. And I used to hate going in there anyway. You know, People talk about the love of the dark room and the image coming up and mm. the, you know, the trays and things. Oh, believe you me, it's torture. Just, uh, so really? active will to go in there close yourself off with because yeah. you can't play music really because it's quite yeah. loud the yeah. running water and things and yeah. I've never had the very good equipment or anything yeah. so uh, after like, believe me after 20 30 years of that it was, it was an active will to go in there and process and processing was Incredibly important, otherwise you would just lose control mm. over everything, you know, like the famous Gary Winogrand, American photographer, mm-hmm. that ended up dying with 20 or 30,000 rolls of film, I forget, so I'm mm. exaggerating probably, mm-hmm. but unprocessed, and, and that easily happens, you know. Yeah. Um, so you have to go in there every day, shoot every day, go in there every day and process, most of it's boring. You're just developing films. And so things. what's the
0: what's the thrill for you being out and actually taking the the shot? That is the thrill. That's the thrill. Probably that's the, the best part of it. <laughs> the Does rest work? is that's work. The rest is work. Yeah, the rest is, is
1: just hard yacka. So yeah.
0: so the eureka moment isn't seeing the image processed. It's seeing the image as you're snapping it. Going, this is going to be the image.
1: Uh, never, I Hardly or, ever know that. Yeah, yeah. Going out with the sun on the back, out into the world with your fingers crossed that you're going to come across something that interests you with an open mind, yeah. with no pre-thoughts in mind, just letting the world come to you. I mean, that's what I love about photography is that it makes you look at things. If you've got a camera, you're going out there, you're not going to be thinking about, you know, shopping and, and you know, whether the cat's been fed or whatever, uh, you know, you or the mortgage or whatever the problem is in your head, you're going out there to look and to take some photographs. And to take photographs, you've got to be looking quite hard. But also you've got to be relaxed. It's a very strange position yeah, to be yeah. in.
0: And I, I, excuse the pun, but I yeah. guess you've got to kiss a lot of frogs before you get a nice ses, uh, fresh set of prints. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how um, well, you, know, you know, do you have fruitless excursions, completely fruitless, like you get home from a journey, whatever, you like whatever the yeah. process is, do you, do you find that, you know, that was an unsalvageable... Journey, or there's always something. There's always a glimmer of. There's always something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always something. Um, uh, you know, there always used to be something on a roll of black and white film of 36 exposures. I always knew there would be one picture that would interest me. Now, whether it would interest me a year later, yeah, yeah. when I finally got around to, to printing it up and yeah, yeah. maybe thinking of a book or an exhibition, that's another thing. Yeah. But there will always be one that would interest me. Um, usually. Usually half a dozen, unfortunately, because that means you'd have to look at them, mm. you know, in a tiny proof sheet and then you would have to make a, a print of it, you know, just a rough print. Mm. It's all work. It's all boring work, really. And then you've got to shuffle them around and, and you end up with stacks and stacks and stacks. I mean, photographers aren't as bad as painters who, if, if they paint large canvases, they run out of space after a while. They can't mm-hmm. sell as many as they make. Photography not quite as bad, but it can. Get to the stage where you 're surrounded by work prints that you know you have to keep around just in case you need to go back to uh, them you know uh, <laughs> just uh. in case you didn 't see it the first time um, with digital the world is just is a marvelous place uh, it 's a sunny, uh, glorious place full of light and wonder, yeah, because all you 're doing is look at them on, on a computer screen sometimes you print them out um, later if you need to. And shuffle them around and make a book. You need to do that. Making a book, really. But um, th- for sitting in this wonderful carpeted room, you know, with the mm. windows open, and now I've got music in there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And sometimes I watch like the <laughs> iPad with CNN or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can do these things because it's not hard work. I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not yeah. a nuclear scientist. I'm just yeah. choosing images. Well, also you've you yeah, know, I mean, and you've done the, you've
0: done the hard work too. <laughs> like you know, in terms well, of well, the hours involved in it. it well, I've done it the hard work. At, you've done yeah. the yards. It should be about having some um, yeah. some hobbyist feel to it. Now. <laughs> yeah, having done the it's you know, you've graduated.
1: Hobby is a good word. I feel like you know, I should. Take it more seriously than being a hobby, but it's a hobby, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I think the people that—that's a joke. At, <laughs> I think the people that look at your photos and and, and go to the shows and buy the books, um, they they treat it seriously. So whether you do or not, I know you're joking, but whether you do or not doesn't matter no, because it, 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 because there is yeah. an audience that has yeah. found your work and it's a lasting look, audience.
1: I, I take it seriously. I have yeah. not, I, I have bad dreams about it. Or, or no, that's, no, I don't have dreams about it. I, yeah. I do toss and turn at night about thinking, Jesus, I better, I better get better at this. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, can you can you take me through? I mean, um, I wonder if we can um, t- have a look through some of these books. And sure. I, yeah. I, I, you know, you know, because we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, we'll talk it, about right? we'll talk about that in a minute yeah, because no, that, that's obviously awesome. a great subject to talk to a photographer yeah. about. But, yeah. but. Um, I want to talk in particular about this book, I, I Loved You the Moment I Saw You, uh-huh. because you, you already know that, that, that I love this book, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's fairly new to me. I remember seeing it when it was released, but I've just sort of really started picking over it in the last few weeks, knowing yeah. that I was going to talk to you. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, the, to me, this strikes me as a really good example of a book where you could explain, hopefully, process behind it, because I look at this book and go, wow, this is... Uh, you know, this this is amazing storytelling, uh-huh. oh, based based yeah. purely on. Yeah. I mean, there's a great yeah. there's a great bit of writing by Ian Weddell at the back, which is it's really wonderful. helpful. Wonderful, But yeah. I, you know, yeah. again, I like that that's yeah. at the back. So in theory, okay. yeah. we approach your work, we look at your photographs, we get the images in our head. Yeah, we tell the story, we get that story, and then we have this context if we need it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I'll, I'm. There's many things I want to ask about this, or or or, or get you to talk about, but. Hmm. So this strikes me as um, an incredible project to have put together. There's so much in this. It must have taken uh, a long time to choose the images and to get the order right and there's not just one story being told here, there's several. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, my last
1: big project in black and white was called Public and um, it was about what was happening in the street. Um, you can you can see all this work, by the way. Um, mm. A little bit of a plug here, but if um, if people want to look at any of the work that Simon, uh, you and you and me are talking about, um, it's all on my website.
0: Oh yeah, I'll put a link to that. Peterblackphotos uh, yeah,
1: dot yeah. um, So. Um, so public's on there as, as a slideshow mm. and I don't know if you've looked at that mm, it's course. pretty despairing work yeah. I think yeah. 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 as I said it's black and white so that adds a layer yes. of kind of some grittiness to it I guess um, and then that, so that was my last um, black and white work, from then I just I, I, as I said I ran out of steam and I thought I couldn't do better than that in that style of photography and then I went to the to digital um, and uh, I loved you the moment I saw you, it's not the first digital work I did I, I did various, a couple of other projects before mm. this mm. Um, but I started then the sort of recession happened overseas and then it gradually filtered to New Zealand and it, when I was walking around the streets um, not photographing necessarily, but just walking around, um, there was a very strange feeling in the air, and I, I thought, hell, I see a lot of tension. I see, especially yeah. in business people, you know, talking in groups, they seem to be full of fear, and then, of course, the the news was full of fear about how it was going to affect New Zealand. So it was, it was there, it was apparent, um, and I thought, well. Wouldn't it be interesting if I could try and recreate Public? Because things are slightly different. Public had a different emphasis. Public was more about how street people were taking over the streets and how retailers and city council and the police were coming very heavily down on on street people who were drinking, you know, quite sometimes myths, And they were congregating groups. Um, the city council and retailers felt like They were kind of oppressive, probably killing sales. Wellington didn't have a good look. But I kind of got to know some of these people, and they were harmless people mostly. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're so damaged, you know. that They're not going to... You know, people thought that they'd get their bags snatched or they would get hit over the head with a bottle or something. But Mm -hmm. no, of course, they were just interested in forming their own little groups of communities, you know. And they would gather together in groups of 20 or 30, and it did look... Kind of upsetting to the general populace no doubt about that um, so that work was partly about that about um but i loved you the moment i saw you is, is has has some street people in it and actually one of the guys in in, in here who i've um, made a little dedication to was actually in the public series as mm-hmm. well Unfortunately, he got murdered uh, wow. about a year ago right, yeah. wow. uh, in the street. Um, um, yeah, So I wanted to s- see if I could do it in colour. That was the big challenge, mm. to see if I could re- create, recreate Public, which was a very strong yeah. work, and a, yes. but a very despairing work, but I must say that, but it was a powerful work. It was exhibited in various places, and I always thought, God, I, I feel sorry for the... <laughs> well, that curators and the directors yeah. have to walk around this stuff all day long because I, I couldn't stand doing that myself. Right. You know, I mean, I, I just put it up and left. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to look at it.
0: Um, but uh, <laughs> it's a funny thing you. you, you, you uh Arrive on there is the photographer doesn't have to look at it. You, you capture it once, and then you know it's it's our obligation if if we want it. If you want it, to yeah. to you know, because there's a yeah. I, you know this book, these these images. I can. It's like what you were saying about the movie and closing your eyes and trying to burn them into your brain. Like I I can flip through this book in my mind already like these images Uh are there for me yeah not not every single one but the the structure of it and some of what i've picked up from it what i think you're trying to say yeah i have my own story now which is obviously Will be different to yours. Yeah,
1: that might be a truer story too.
0: It might be. Yeah. It might be way off, but exactly. But <laughs> it might a, be truer to me. That's fine it's, by me. You know? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that? I mean. I mean that's, that's
1: uncontrollable. But it's incredible that. It's you, out in the world. Yeah. It's an
0: incredible thing yeah. that happens from photography. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, you're the you're the truth teller, but but argue. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> but no, argue. That's the thing. No,
1: no, I I would stop right there. The truth, <laughs> the truth is outside the frame somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this is my my take. This yeah, is, and I've I've sequenced it so I'm leading you on, you know, yes, yeah, into yeah, yeah. the
0: story. Yeah. yeah, so it you know it's and here's early on there's uh, an example of what you're talking about the kind of um, tension between. It's all in the hands, isn't it? Yeah. Business people, or yeah. you know, yeah. whoever, like, yeah. and then juxtaposing it with images of like jewelry stores versus. Uh, essentially beggars you know people busking people with caps out
1: I know this is one of my favorite images of this Mm. elderly guy in a jewelry store
0: and this one's actually in Auckland it, it is, on,
1: yeah. I, I snuck it in there. <laughs> but I, I can bring my own it. rules, yeah, you know. of course you can. The
0: rest of, but the rest of the book is yeah. shot in Wellington, Yeah. Right. But I just love... And I wondered, I'll get you yeah, notes, to, yeah, just to, but, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. uh, I'm glad you say it's one of your favourites, because I read the notes in the back and went, he must really love this photograph. He's put one photo <laughs> in from Auckland. What's the story? Yeah. So now tell us.
1: Okay, well, the, 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 yeah, um, I could have put a lot more from Auckland mm. in there. In fact, there is another photo it in Auckland. There yeah, yeah. they in there, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, yeah. I, I've, yeah. That doesn't matter. I mean, as I say, I, I'm the author of this, so mm. um, there's no rules for me. Um, I, I guess the publicist and the, <laughs> and the blurb writer, you know, would mm. rather it all be in Wellington. It just makes it neater. But th- I live in Wellington. Mm. I can just, it's 10 minutes away, the main streets of mm. Key. Uh So that, that's my... Yeah, you know, it's just easy for me to go out mm. there and, and mm. photograph. Mm. Um, um, Auckland's a little bit more of a trip, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I do photograph a lot in Auckland because I just love it. But. Um, yeah, the, This picture is kind of uh, well I guess it feels a bit like me as I'm getting a bit older mm. the misunderstanding of, of youth and age <laughs> here I don't know what the story was because I'm actually photographing it through True. a shop window yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see yeah. a few reflections yeah. there I, I have no idea what the dialogue was between these three, the two young ladies who, mm. are, who are selling uh, the jewellery to this man or were, are they selling the jewellery? I don't yeah. know he, yeah. may be, he may have bought in a broken bracelet to be repaired and he's, you know, wondering what's happened to it. I have no idea what the real story is. But the story to me is uh, the deep mistrust, the deep <laughs> anguish of communications that mm, are lost, mm. th- the selling on the face of one of the, the young ladies, mm. uh, his looking very perplexed and
0: is it anger? I don't know. Yeah, is he like struggling to it's struggling to, to there's to communicate. also the um, I guess the second a shop assistant is looking at the first one interestingly she's sort of going i can't believe you're suggesting this or she's going or she's going wow that's how you do it you know we don't know and also is it because i used to work in a few shops and i think like you know does he think this is still a bank and is he trying to deposit (laughs) some money because that used to happen to me i worked in a music store and every day we'd get a guy come in and try to um, give us his money and we, we had different people had to take, Uh, you know, the the responsibility of... uh, This guy was very disoriented, so we had to take... You know, so there could be that.
1: (laughs) Well, well, life is funny, and and that is one of the things about photographing Mm. in the street. Mm. It's uh, hilarious out there in a way. It's also deeply sad when you come across people talking Mm. to themselves, and they're obviously quite disturbed. But there's, there's also people are just naturally hilarious. Yes, I mean what they wear or yeah. what they do. We're or, an absurd bunch, you know. <laughs> we're wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. that's what Tony Ray Jones taught me as well because mm-hmm. he had the the English people and and you know going to to the beach, you know, a windswept beach, and I would put down a you know a beach chair, and it just looked like all rocks, and it looked mm. like a wet day almost. But they were determined to go to the beach in an english sort of way mm. um, so the you know the, the marvelousness of all of us is what interests me is life mm. is what interests me that's what the only reason i'm a photographer is trying to get
0: this life well what uh, i got from, what i'm going well, up for. another thing i got yeah. from this book was in terms of the story that it tells, like if we forget, if we forget that this this and maybe one or two other images are from Auckland, if we just look at because that's that is irrelevant. And as you look through it, yeah. um, as you say, rules are meant to be broken. But if we if we if we look through it, you know, the way it is bookended, the beginning and final shot, you know, everything everything that you've captured here, is, to me, is an ultimate example of a photographer slowing down time because everything uh-huh. that you've right. captured here is all. Ha- as like everything in life, it's all happening at the same time, and so this is everything that's happening in between those two particular shots. Yeah. This is uh, and and you, you know you you're roving, you're moving location, you're capturing yeah. people, but it's all happening in the same instant.
1: Yeah. Well, is, that, that, it, that's that's what it I. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I. The reason why we we start with the grandfather mm. leaning over. Well, I'm pretty sure he's a grandfather, and yeah. he um, thinks he is as well. And he's a, a very bright man, so yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. with trust that him. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would trust him with my life. So yeah. Uh, yeah, the picture of him stooping down, ready to pick up the the, the, the baby car, carriage, the baby car seat yeah. carriage, and um, the last image is he's actually has picked it up mm. and in um, the same spot. Yeah, the same spot and he's ready to walk across the road yeah. and the baby's eyes are open in the in the last shot where they yeah. close in the first shot. So the conceit that I'm setting up, I guess, when I thought about that idea... Um, Thought is actually a, you know, a bit of a strong term for anything I do to be quite honest. It's very spontaneous <laughs> and uh, has no thought really. It just seems to work. You know, yeah, I'll but do a, that. A theme, Nobody a, tells me how just do A theme do or yeah. a story yeah. emerges. Yeah. By, I imagine
0: part way through the process. You're already arranging things, and oh, then, yeah. then that's where yeah. you have like it m- might be too strong to call it, or it might not be strong enough to call it a eureka moment. That's when you go ah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. how
0: that's what I'm doing here, and yeah. you've already been doing it. But then yeah. you can put a label on it, you know, then you can go, yeah. Wow, this is what I'm cataloging. Well, I kind of,
1: I mean, I set out with the idea of doing it because I, I was doing, you know, I wanted mm. to recreate public, but this yeah, time in yeah, yeah. colour, yeah. So I knew I was photographing the shade, sure. and I didn't know that the beginning and the end, obviously, at any stage until I started editing and putting the work together, mm. um, mm. but, but, um. Yeah, I mean, the, the, all the photos. And this oh, guy used to live
0: in Hastings. Yes, or, he travels um, around. Yeah, park. yeah, used to. Yeah. I grew up in Hastings and saw yeah. him. Every um, week, it felt like of my life for many yeah. years, and then I forgot about him, as you do when you yeah. these people you don't know them. Um, I'm describing a guy that hands out religious pamphlets and speaks. Can you speaks read what he says? <laughs> what it's got on his pamphlet there, because that's all about photography. Yes, yeah, saved for eternity in a moment of time. Yeah, yeah. which is what drew you to taking that particular <laughs> yes. shot of yes. this yeah. particular man at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. but um, well, I photographed him before. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's on public say, as well. And then he, he, I moved to Wellington and then yeah. there he is yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's yeah. down here. I haven't seen him recently. No, not for a long time no, but, no. but he yeah, yeah. He, uh, I've uh, uh, Obviously, you know, I had a reaction yeah. turning the page because I was like, "This guy's been an important figure in my life," He's He's, and lots
1: yeah. of people. Would He's quite feel a nice guy. I mean, I, I'm this sure. is the first time I spoke to him actually. Yeah, because um, I, I, you know, see him around a lot. Mm. He doesn't. I don't think he he just hands out his mm. pamphlets. He doesn't mm. seem to want to talk to any large degree. He's mm. quite a busy mm. man mm. handing these things out. Mm. I had no idea what the religion is. He's obviously off his rocker, mm. uh, and but doing a, you know God's work, I mm. guess, in his in his mind, mm. um, and it'd be hard. Work.
0: I mean, I feel. I feel yep. for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, there's you know, there's eighty pages of photographs i think roughly um a single photo image on each page
1: yeah and they're all connected the sequence the, the, all connected. Secrets, the a, photo on that left hand page always speaks to the right hand yes. page
0: yeah yeah yeah. it always yeah, exactly. has that
1: that dialogue with the yeah. other
0: image yeah, yeah. It, it leads you on yeah, just yeah. just kind of nicely just yeah. correctly and you can and you find your eyes jumping back and forth between them to make that connection
1: yeah um and uh, I, you know some of it's more obvious than others, but other times mm. you're not even thinking about that. You're mm. just hopefully right. going through the work and enjoying it, and uh, not thinking about connections. But um, it, it, that sort of thing is very important to me when I'm doing it. Obviously, I don't necessarily mm. expect or want the viewer to mm. to worry about that kind of thing. I just want them to flick through it and enjoy it, and and subconsciously pick up the feeling of the mm. book um, yeah, where yeah, I'm exactly. leading them to exactly. to this feeling. So, uh, so I guess
0: what I want to um, know is too, is, is how long does something like this well, each one is different of course I imagine, but yeah. how long does this book take from you sure. know What's its gestation? Yeah, well I started photographing
1: um, in 2008 for this work yeah. and I finished probably the end of 2009. So um, it's one of these works uh, one of these bodies of work. Oh that's a terrible thing to say isn't it? Um, that sounds so arty. But anyway that's a language that a lot of us use. And I've, I've got used to using it. Um, it's one of these where I I started it off and I, I felt anxious about it. I looked at the work most of it wasn't working very well and I thought oh this is I don't know if I can keep going. But some uh, and an approach like this, some part of it, a like quarter of the way through, maybe halfway through, I don't know. Um, you start getting really excited, and adrenaline starts pumping. Even when you're mm-hmm. not photographing, mm-hmm. you're excited to get out of bed and go down and do some more because you think you're onto something. It's yeah. working, yeah. and those are the moments that hardly ever happens. It's probably happened about five times in my life, but you always remember it. You remember that excitement, and you want to create it, the next project, and you try and get it. And sometimes you never quite get to that dizzy feeling of, "Wow, I'm onto something. Well, I'm enjoying this. This is yeah. this is going to work. All I have to do is just keep going." And so, you know, halfway through this project or something like that, that feeling kicked in, and then the feeling died, and then I
0: finished. Isn't that a good description of, of a creative process, though, and, 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 and creative work is that also when you are so into it that you're, in a way, working the hardest or the most excited about work, that's when you feel like you're hardly working at all. You are chasing something like a mm-hmm. muse or whatever, and you just feel excited. You yeah. actually. F- you might be putting in long hours, longer hours than you know when you're trying to conceptualise something or when you're grafting. You're actually but you're so in the moment you know you don't see the storm when you're in the eye of the hurricane or whatever you know like you're just exactly, in it and exactly. enjoying it yeah
1: yeah it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing it keeps you going because nothing else will keep you going apart from that really. mm, mm. <laughs> you know
0: um unless you've got anything else to say about this do you want to talk about the shops Yes, because that's that's, uh, yeah. that's the mo- is that the most recent publication. it is the most recent and publication. And this is a Steve Brawnyus book. Yes, of your work. It's a yes. collaboration. That I is. say it's a yeah. Steve Brawnyus book because he published it. He, it's his publishing company. Did he come to you with the concept, or
1: did you? He sent me an email um, a year or so ago and said, "I love your work." No, no, he sent this email, which was more interesting than that, actually. Cool. He said... Uh, of it was uh, more d- interesting. It's from I'll, Steve Brawnius. Well, Steve Brawnius <laughs> yeah. is yeah. I an mean, incredible writer, yeah. a genius. Uh, that I did, I did know his work. Email? He's
0: going to send an interesting one.
1: <laughs> well, I, I've got all his emails. Mm-hmm. That is the real work. I, uh, that is the book to me, yeah. almost, you know, the, the Steve Brawnius uh, emails. Because <laughs> uh, being a writer and a... In a a clever man. His, mm. his emails show this, but anyway, he sent this email out of the blue. I mean, I, I knew his stuff. I didn't know it in great depth, but I, I knew that I liked it, mm. you know. Um, and he said, "Look, I, I think I met you up in Auckland, um, but I'm not sure." Mm. Um, this elderly guy came up to me and shook me by head hand and said he was Peter Black, and uh, and Steve couldn't talk to him because he was probably in a, with a group of people. But he he said, look, if that was you, it was, you know. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. (laughs) If it was you. And how would you like to do a book? (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, I mean, hell. Yeah. Steve Brawnius wants to do a book. And he was saying, you know, I'll pay for it all. You know, I've got my own publishing company. I've, you know, I'll send you some books. You probably mm. know me from a bar of soap. Because I did know, mm. you know some of his work. Mm. So he sent me a lot of stuff that he had done. And and then I went deeply into the world of Steve Brawnius. Mm. And, uh, and know, how
0: was that? That was Apart a magical the, journey. Yeah, a yeah. magical,
1: wonderful journey. Because yeah. um, uh, he's
0: fighting his own fight. <laughs> <You> he's, <know? laughs> fighting,
1: he's a satirist. He's, he's, uh, that's a very hard role to play in New Zealand in a, in a, in a tiny country. But, but he, he's
0: also more than that too. Yeah, he writes with an yeah. enormous amount of um, skill and heart. Yeah, and, and he describes New Zealand yeah. as well as anybody yeah. ever could. Yeah, yeah, as well as yeah. any of the poets or yeah. songwriters. Yes, or Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. And yet he can be, um, because he's, you know, worked in not just satire and satirical journalism, but real journalism and reviewing. Like when I say real, real journalism, you know, he's yeah. a proper journalist, but he is, yeah. he, um, he could be incredibly scathing yeah. and uh, and really quite contentious and off-putting to, for some people as well, and he kind of owns that in the way that I think you have he, to. He's hell of a brave. I, mm. I
1: admire his strength of character and his braveness to, to yeah, not to care, to be honest, and, and to mm. be, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. No, he's... Um, He's wonderful. So and to get an email like that um, from such a such a person is kind of like a once sure. in a
0: lifetime thing, really, isn't it? Sure. And um, it's not for you to say, but the, all of those things we we uh, talked about describing Brawnyus's approach to documenting New Zealand and as bravery and fearlessness uh, can be can be seen in your work, relative to what you do. Uh, it's not it's not yeah. for you to sit and say we were kindred spirits, yep, rah, rah, rah yeah. but it's true, I mean, you, yeah. you talked about um, public being despairing, like the the book we're going to talk about, The Shops, there's an interview you do with Kim Hill and she talks uh-huh. about how um, confronting she found a lot of the images and you sort of yeah. um, shrug it off and say no, uh, not really and and I, I mean I bought this book for my brother as a gift and so I read it and poured over it before I gave it to him because I knew he would like it and um and I, I didn't wasn't didn't feel the images were confronting, but I do think there is that duality aspect where you the work you put out is both deeply sentimental and completely unsentimental at the same time, you know, which is <laughs> it's again a difficult tightrope thing. Well it is, yeah. but it's, it's one of those tricks that yeah. I think photography yeah. can yeah. can do, the whole realism yeah. and surrealism, sentimentality and non sentimental you you are just yeah. capturing something but then obviously we can all look and find something deeper yeah. within it
1: yeah, sequencing plays mm. a large of part of that. Of course, yeah. Massive storytelling elements. Yeah, and that—that that, that interests me mostly uh, when I put work together. As, okay,
0: so Steve sends you some of his work. You you realise, you recognise his his particular genius, which you were sort of aware of anyway. Um, yeah. You know, you he wasn't new to you. You knew his. You knew who he was and some of what he'd done, but yeah. you go deep into his work. You could probably publish his emails and people would read them. I you know, I think anyone who's had correspondence with him would probably feel the same way. Um, hmm. And w- what happens from there? So you agree, you go, yes, I'm going to do a book with you.
1: Okay, what happens from there is that I said, okay, Steve, um, I've never worked with anybody mm. and I know that you have worked with other photographers. You've gone travelling with them to do mm. magazine assignments and... Um, at one day he sent me an email said, Okay, I've got an idea. We'll get a rental car. Steve doesn't drive, so I yeah. would drive that, it would be fine. But um, he said, You know, um, 10 small towns, five days. What do you think? I just sat on that email for a long time and uh, I didn't answer it because I just thought that that is a terrible idea, Steve. That is a <laughs> terrible idea. It would not work. It you know, he drinks really weak tea. I, I like strong coffee. He, you know, I mean, I think we drive each other's nuts. Odd, odd, odd couple stuff. Odd yeah. couple. Even though I, I hadn't met him at that stage. Yeah. I mean, we're actually kindred spirits. I found out later. Yeah. and We could probably travel well together. But I thought no. And also, I'm not a bloody photojournalist. You're a strong personality. You would control, try and control me. I would fight back. Mm. We would end it up, you know, storming off and. Punching and having a fight, and it mm. would, would ruin the whole project. So I, I, I just ignored that email. Um, but what, what I did do was. It got me thinking about. Got me thinking of it. This could be a total disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's thinking along those lines, <laughs> this is just not going to work. Mm. Um, it's just not the way that I can work. I'm just not good at that. You know, I can't describe what's other, in other people's heads, which a photojournalist has to do. And there's mm. wonderful, skillful photojournalists that work for magazines. Um, I'm not knocking them in the slightest. Mm. They've got a job to do, and the better of the best of them actually can turn that job into a personal project, just the way that I try and turn my stuff into a personal mm. project. Well, it is. It starts off that way and ends that way. So I'm not knocking these people. I don't have that kind of skill to do that I would be I would end up just taking bad photos to please someone and I learnt very early on that's that is not worth the money that you're given Uh. so I didn't want to um take that kind of role and I knew that Steve had done that sort of work before but um we we soon exchanged emails about the ideas, and I kept sending him images saying, you know, this is what I'm doing, Steve, and here's some old ones from the past, and what do you think? And he would write these wonderful, you know, art mm. things that were pages long, you know the best art writing about my work ever, mm. <laughs> but he was just tossing it off yeah, and, yeah. and he was motivating me and making me feel good about the work and uh, that, um, but he was being very honest I think at the same time so that's how it worked, I just sent images and um, yeah, well I mean he came around one day when um, we were finally getting to the stage um, of it being possible to make a book because I knew all along that this book could not be made with Steve uh, under, uh, with Steve paying for it. Mm. I know he's not a rich man, you know, he's he's mm, mm. got a family and uh, I know how much these things cost because I've done a few of them, mm. you know, and they, they cost 15,000 or, or more or less, you know. I mean, it's a lot of money, so I, I knew that Steve, I kept saying, Steve, look, none of your money is going to go into this book. If it does, I'm not doing it Mm. because I know that it could be a failure and you could end up with boxes and boxes of books under your bed. Mm. uh, Which is, you would hate me. (laughs) You would hate the work and uh, it would just be no good for anyone. And Steve said, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'll I'll apply for a grant. So they And I thought... Great, okay. You know, with Steve, with his background, he's got a really good chance. Mm. And he, he got a few people on board, as referees and things. And, wow, once that happened, okay, we knew the book was a possibility. We could mm. pay for the printing costs at least. Mm. And then uh, if we sold enough, well, if Steve sold enough, because he was doing all the hard yakka of selling and publicising. Mm, mm. um, he would recoup any of the extra monies that would have cost, because it's always extra monies, you know. That you don't take into consideration. Mm. Um, it sold really well, so all that, that that's great. But mm. there was a stage where um, it got to the what photos were going to end up in the book after all the mm. hundreds that I was seeing, Steve. And uh, I, d- I just had to say, look, you know, I- I'm choosing them. Um, and I think Steve thought for a while that, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why I got. That's yeah. why we're working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once that was sorted you're doing sorted your out, job and I'll do yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He said, I'm not going to mention you at all in my writing. Yes. And
0: I said, Steve, yes. don't you like the photos? <laughs> and, no, because uh, his writing is a is yeah, is, yeah. The, is a reaction to the work, or it's, but Yeah, it, the writing came after the work, yeah. which I
1: find interesting. So I think there is a bit of the writing. Uh, I think there is a bit of the feeling of the photos in the writing. But it's yes, still Steve's I mean, but it's writing, still... it's Steve's childhood, it's Steve's. Yeah. Uh, personal memoir it's a yes. tough
0: little thing but it's also about the ending of shops too it's got two strands to that writing well what I love about yeah. this collaboration is this book could have been published with no words just as a set of photos Steve's essay could exactly. have been published yeah. as part of a, and maybe one day it will as part of a collection of essays of yes. his without any images Well, I, I'm glad and, glad and you, yet they do speak yeah, to each other I agree entirely, I'm gl- mm. glad you said that Simon because it's exactly
1: how I feel, mm. um you know i love i love you at the moment i saw you uh in weddy 's writing at the back and a mm. lot of a lot of books i've got like mm. hundreds of writers mm. <laughs> throughout them and i love all that stuff poems and things mm. to go with my work but this this is special to me because of that mm. uh the the two art forms if you like yes. are separate but they work together and yeah. think that's a that is what is magical about the book to me, it actually works on that level where you could pick it up, flick through the photos and, that, and put it down and you'd get something or you could read Steve's marvellous essay and, and not mm. even look at the photos mm. and, and get a,
0: a tremendous body of work and writing You know. And uh, Well that's exactly how, I mean because yeah. I knew both of your I mean I'd never met either of you but I knew your work each separate to this, that's exactly how I approached it I looked at the photos, shut the book, mm. left it. Came back the next yeah. day, read the read the essay yeah. without looking back at any of the photos, yeah. and then um, and then yeah. was cheap enough to put it in a wrapping paper and hand it to my brother and go, <laughs> "Here's your birthday present." Great, be, uh, after like oh, he he will love it. I know he would yeah, have. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was yeah. yeah, it was it was a book that can be savored in that way. And, and and understood in that way, and yeah, so you can imagine Steve republishing that essay as part of a collection, yeah. And it would absolutely. it could exist without any photograph. It could. It doesn't mention the photos at all. Yeah.
1: My name's not in that mm. Yeah, which is yeah, marvelous, refreshing, and mm. and.
0: Uh, and um, well, as a photographer, as a person who captures images, puts images out in the world, what is your outside of the people that you have interacted with directly in terms of collaborating with, working with? What is your association with the written word? Are you a, a, a reader? Are you a, a lover of that kind of language, of the printed word? Do you follow writing? Or I, I live with a writer and yes, a poet, so yes.
1: I, I've got to say
0: yes. <laughs> you have to say yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not a big reader. Mm. just last book I read was Richard Ford, which is very photographic in, mm. in his descriptions, really. It's, it's not... It's not big things happening, it's just small. I mean, the thing that interests me in writing or films or Mm. music is the storytelling about our lives or people's lives, you can imagine, Mm. um, have some connection with. I mean, it's mainly American to me. Mm. What I haven't mentioned is that the thing that got me through Hutt Valley, which I don't know if you know very (laughs) very well, but Hutt Valley in in the 1950s was Hutt Valley... Uh, it, w- it was a very dead place. New Zealand was a very dead place. There was nothing mm. happening. You know, um, you know, Pat Boone, no, even before Pat Boone, Bill Lives. I mean, the th- mm. things that were, was probably one radio station that, you know, for mm. half an hour a week would play any decent sort of music uh, on, uh, on national radio. Um, there was no student radio. There was nothing like that. Um, so when Elvis came on, Uh, Mm. And my brother had, look, I I tell you, my brother had vinyl LP records, you know, the 78s. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So he he was uh, six years older than me and he bought those. Um, And then shortly after that, pretty very quickly after that, um, he went to the little vinyl 45s and then the long playing vinyl records came out. Um, but it was all Elvis for me and Elvis kind of saved my life in a way and it saved, I think, the world's teenagers' lives, Mm. you know from Elvis we went to Everly Brothers and Troy Anderson all all those those great people and um, so Elvis was like uh, yeah, made life kind of American made America sound very exciting Mm. Uh, made the the glamour of, of that and the the ability to say to divorce yourself from your parents mm. <laughs> you know to be a teenager yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i I've, I've loved elvis ever since then i i i, mean, I, I gave up on him obviously like, like everyone else during his movies well after his first three movies probably but i've recently come back to elvis there's been a great documentary oh. called the
0: searcher yeah i haven't seen that yet but i'm looking yeah, forward to that
1: yeah it's got tom petty he's got a lot of things to
0: say in there it's, mm. it's great yeah, very enjoyable. Because it's about the music. it's yeah. Not about all
1: the yeah all the bad things about Elvis. You know?
0: Well, um, my my mum grew up loving Elvis, and so I grew up with obviously an appreciation of him. Um, but it was a very simplistic. It was the early rock and roll era mm. only, and yeah. it was that that concert film, Doco Elvis. That's the way it is. Is the thing that uh, really? Yes. That's what really yeah. made an impression on me. When they yeah. must have, um, I think they must have like uh, issued it in the early 2000s as a an actual fully finished film or mm. something and so I saw that and that's when it really clicked I was like this guy is you know he, he's he, serious he, about his music serious about it and yeah. he, and and invested in all aspects of it you know he was a guy who even mm. if he didn't have the technical musical language to to write charts right he was a conductor, he was yeah. an arranger, he felt every yeah. single part of, you know, you watch those rehearsals, and he has invested in every single component, and he builds his performance like an actor.
1: He does, you I know? mean, the, the number of takes in those early, mm. um, where that money was no option, mm. is, and Elvis wanted to get the good sound, he was mm. he was the guy in control, mm. it wasn't the guy behind the mm. um, turning the knobs, it was Elvis, he was the producer of all his own work in those days. Um, and he would do 20 takes, all because he he didn't like the sound of one line. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was
0: funny. Um, it's funny the caricature of him as this sort of grotesque, um, you know, yeah. imbecile, basically, like Arrested Development and, and yeah. the garish... When actually he he was a perfectionist in so perfection, many you know yeah. in so many ways. in
1: fact you know the the, um, the early days his his bassist was Bill Black, mm. and it was, the, it was a basic. He used to play the big double yeah, bass, you yeah, know? not electrified bass, but the stand up yeah, yeah, bass. Yeah. And um, on the set of Jailhouse Rock, there was a song called Baby I Don't Care. it Starts off with a bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful bass thing. Yeah, yeah. And Bill Black had only just gone to the Fender bass, and he hadn't got his head around it. Um, mm. So he couldn't do it, mm. the this, this sound, it was a Lieber and Stoller song, I think. Um, and Elvis just picked up the Fender bass, and obviously he'd been playing around with, with it, and he, it's on the record, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah. that bass. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know, it's a pretty simple yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's marvelous nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. It's about a it's about a feel over yeah, technique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is uh, what all art should be
0: about. Well I was gonna say that com- you know, you yeah. learnt you learnt the skills and you continue yeah. to practise them, but that's what comes through in your work is this idea of a feel. Do you wanna yeah. talk about the um, the auto portrait series? Oh yeah because okay, that's sure. you know yeah. that I think I okay. think I'm interested in that for a couple of reasons and and one because I think that was like very early on in my recognition of who you were in your work but it was quite are you, are you auto portraits or moving pictures both actually they right, okay. both, so they're both connected yeah I was going to yeah. say because it's yeah, about yeah. it's yeah. about um, yeah, letting, shoot, shooting out of freely
1: <laughs> out of control yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. So Autoportraits um, came after... You, you're going to edit this? Yeah, you can take your time to, <laughs> so, to find what you're looking for. Uh, yeah. uh, i just got to get this right, I guess. Yeah. People listen to this kind of stuff, I think. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know his own work. I mean, the reason there's always a reason for doing this stuff... In a technical way, or, mm, or mm. um, and it's not always just a subject matter. So, auto portraits is, is 1986, and moving pictures directly goes into that the next year, or mm. even a part of '86 as well. But before that, um, Yeah, before that I, I was doing something that was this kind of work, which is right. camera on a tripod. Yeah. Oh no, no, sorry, not that. Um, this this work here called yeah. sights. Yeah. So it it's very not set up in any way whatsoever. I came across this guy, I mean nothing is set up in my yeah. photos generally. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just found things. But it is quite formal. Well composed yes. work. Yeah. It's a different has a different style, a different feel about it, um, and so once I finished that, I I thought, hell, I I can't do that again. <laughs> it's too good, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, it'll only get worse. I'll stop one <laughs> on my head here. Yeah. Um, so, in reaction to that, I thought, to hell with us. Um, I'll just go out and not put the camera to my eye anymore, and, mm. and that's what what her portraits were. I mean, it wasn't. Something I probably thought of. uh, This is not an original idea. Other photographers were were doing similar things in in various art forms, really, concrete poetry and poetry, and painters were splattering things all over the place, you know, um, and waiting to see how it looked on the canvas, you know. So this was part of that kind of style. So I'm not saying that I'm a genius that thought this idea up. Mm -mm. I'm not looking into a camera's viewfinder. but nevertheless, it interests me deeply mm, mm. Um, because I, I was going to be interested in what I was going to get without without knowing mm. what it was. I mean, I knew that what the subject matter it was, it's still street yeah. photography. Yeah. Um, so mm. was, uh, it's all about people, but I didn't know whether I was going to cut their heads off or get their feet half the time. And after a while, I got so good at it that, you know, mm. I actually started knowing. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> And then I angle. wanted to stop yeah, because yeah. it was... <laughs> I might as well put it to my eye, you know, because yeah, yeah. I'm getting too good at this. So I only did that for a year. Um, and I didn't actually do anything with it until mm. this, uh, until Greg O'Brien came along and kind of discovered it. And then we put it together as a big slideshow. And I went out and recorded sounds of people talking in the street and things. Many years later, which probably bothered a few people because I didn't. I mean, I tried to marry the sounds of cars, but Mm. somebody said that that car muffler doesn't sound like a car from 19. (laughs) I thought, oh, God, you can't win, you know. uh, So, anyway, it had, had sound with it as well some interesting conversations about somebody beating somebody up or something. And when I borrowed the microphone from the National Library, because I wanted a good microphone, mm. they said, you know, it's illegal to be recording people in the street. And I thought, oh, God, can't you do anything? And I <laughs> said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it anyway. Um, but, yeah, so that moved into moving pictures, which was kind of a, an extension of the idea, because yeah. it was about, the idea was just photographing from the car window I ended up photographing from bus windows and I think there's one from a train as well but the, the theory store stands oh. together you know it's a bit like me cheating and I love you at the moment I saw you with having a couple of Auckland photos in there yeah yeah um, but it's not cheating I you know I am the author <laughs> yeah that's right so uh yeah so yeah moving pictures so uh that was that was the time of the big share market crash. So there again, like public, it was Mm. before public, Mm. uh, work that I was talking about earlier, but um, this time New Zealand was stuffed, basically. you know, the the world was stuffed. The, the dot-com thing was going to happen around about that time. The share market just crashed worldwide. It was terrible, you know. It was kind of like the 30s, but not as bad. Of course, we mm. recovered pretty quickly, you know. But, but it seemed at the time like it was going to be worse than it was, yeah. maybe. But still, a lot of farmers couldn't mortgage, get any mortgage. They couldn't pay for their farms, so... There was a lot of people losing houses and farms and things, so the feeling was there, uh, and I wanted to pick up on that feeling. Um, th- that was the intention of going out, so you know, photographing from the window of the car and and to get this feeling. It was a very deliberate idea, um, and uh, so it was put together as as an as exhibition and it ended up in a couple of books and things. Um, and it does have a, to me, like a this, like a European kind of movie feel, you know. It's black, yeah, and, black yeah. and white, and it's yeah. kind of uh, it's got a downbeat thing with a bit of humour thrown in, just in case you know people feel like slipping their throats or something when they <laughs> look at it. uh, you can look upon it as a little bit of a comedy, actually, if you wanted to. I mean, sometimes I pick it up and think, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Other times I pick it up and think, oh, (laughs) this is too tough. It depends. You know, you can look at it many different ways, really. Well, Um, I think this is, um, um,
0: you know, this is one of the strengths of your work, is as a great um, social documentarian of New Zealand. Huh. Well, you know. That sounds like a really good stopping point. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's quit while we're ahead. You think so? <laughs> um, I, well, uh, the only thing I was going to say to you, yeah. and I guess I can say this off tape, but, I, but I'll i leave it running, but I, um, I was going to say around... Um, you know, you, you talked about the sort of the shots from the hip, the automatic stuff, yeah. um, being, you know, you weren't sure if it was original to you or not, you know, but it, you weren't sure if you were the first to think of it or whatever, but it's original to you. So yeah. it doesn't matter sure. if someone's done it before. Right. If, yeah. if, if yeah. you think of it, yeah. It, you know, you're not consciously yeah. ripping someone off. Yeah. You're still taking images that only you could take. Yeah, in a and way, if, I, if it I, frees I th- you up yeah, and becomes yeah. part of your
1: process. Yeah, I think the difference was that there, there were people photographing car windows. Um, before me, oh. um, Ed Ruscha, you know, did the the what was a hundred gas stations or something? I forget what oh. it was. I, that was that seemed to me probably was shot from a car. Um, but most people weren't using the work; they were just using a single image here and there. Oh. At least I tried to put the stuff together to tell tell the story. and think maybe that is a slight difference for what a lot of people did. They either gave up and thought it was a waste of time and a dead end, or they didn't work hard enough at it. I Mm. don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a strong thing to do. I remember trying to when, you know, when I wasn't the driver at any stage taking these photos, so I had to rely on other friends and things. But when we did stop, and I thought, oh, I should you know, in this little small town, get out and take some photos. I couldn't take any photos. The angle was all wrong. Mm. You know, I wasn't... And I didn't have my nice window frame to frame things up. Real life was too real for me. Yeah. And I couldn't... None of those photos that I took when I got out of the car um, kind of interests me at all. It was all the ones, you know, with this nice frame around it already. And also, you know, the distance, the, the feeling of uh, looking like through a screen... Yeah, with everything composed through the window, and the angle is very, very different. Even now, when I'm driving along, I mm. see some photos. I've got to stop and take this. It happened the other day. Got out of the car. It's not the same when you're down on the street, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, that angle is just wonderful.
0: I realise we can't mm. we can't stop this recording yet because I I did say. I'd get your thoughts on Instagram. And oh, okay, we haven't sure. talked about that. And and, okay. and, and, and yeah. the reason I want to get you, I'm, I know you will have spoken about this before, but I just saw just the other day, I think it was circulating on Facebook, probably an, a couple of year old quote from Vim Vendors, the filmmaker saying how it's a disgrace now that everyone has a camera in their in their pocket. Oh. And, uh, you know, and I thought well, that well that, that's one take on it. Someone that, that fears that they're, World that Uh, they've entered into, you know, can now be, you know, uh, approximated by anyone. And then I know, you know, I went and saw the. Do you know the photographer and writer Teju Cole? He's, Mm. you know, and he's a photo critic, but he also, you know, he spoke about. Someone asked him at a public talk earlier in the year what he thought of it. And he said, I think Instagram's amazing and I think camera phones are amazing. And he, he uses I, it I use lot. them a lot. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love, I love, yeah. and actually, I was going to bring him up because I love that book that he did where he actually does the, you know, what you and Steve have achieved here. Um, he's a kind of freak that, he did both parts himself, and yeah. the, his writing, because he's a writer, sure. could exist without the images. Yeah. And his images are good enough, I think, to exist without the yeah. the writing. And he he he's done this amazing travel book where he writes for every single photograph that he mm-hmm. shows a little reaction piece. Yeah, and sometimes they directly reference the technical aspects of the photo or whatever. And sometimes they it's just almost like a kind of uh, epigrammatic. Piece of writing like a little prose poem, but anyway, he you know he's he's a big big um, fan of it, and I I have to guess that you are a big fan of Instagram. Oh well, I am. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah,
1: I, I think you picked up on something um, just before when you were talking about how frightened some people are of new I equipment. learned all these
0: skills and I did it properly and yeah, now, and it's still now you cheats come in.
1: <laughs> photography has a lot of that going on. Yeah. There's a lot of young photographers, much to my amusement, I must say, I don't know how well this is going to go down with a lot of people, <laughs> but um, they're harking back to film mm. and they, they think it's a romantic thing. I think they're forgetting something here that it's... Invariably turn into a digital file you uh, know, pretty soon after, yeah. if they want to show it or put it into a book. But secondly, there was nothing great about film. You know, I mean, I used film for 30 years. Uh, it's got a lot of bad things about it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, and one of them is the chemicals that are used. You mm-hmm. know, uh, some of, some of those chemicals are the most dangerous chemicals known. Mm. Um, and most of it gets poured down into the wastewater, water, you know. Um, not many people have the ability to save the silver and, and do the proper things with the terrible chemicals. Um, so that's one aspect. Second is that all the colours that Kodak and Fuji came up with were thought up in a group session by a group of scientists and the publicist and they... <laughs> uh, what are the public going to like? And You know, they mm. they want a rich green, so make sure... <laughs> chemical scientists that you put a rich green in and uh, Kodak would come up with something slightly different saying oh no people love warm colours, they want bright reds and warm you know, they want life to be wonderful and sunny you know, so we'll, we'll make our chemicals headed towards that direction so, you know, there's nothing magical about film there's some talk about it being nicer than digital or more accurate than digital complete nonsense. You can actually have much more control with the digital, mm. you can turn it into uh, the colours that you want it to be or what you remember it being or something uh, completely different to you know to what you want it to be. Uh, with film the latitude has been thought up by these people around the round table coming up with ideas of what Fujichrome and Kodachrome mm-hmm. was going yeah. to look like. Yeah. So there's nothing, you know uh, it's, it's got so many Things about it that um, it's not good, it's not good. Mm. Uh, but you know, it's romantic. Mm. People love a bit of romanticism and they want to be different. Digital people walking around with cell phones, they can't be real photographers. I've got this large camera, you know, mm. I, I'm now speaking as a film yeah, photographer, yeah, yeah. and uh, I've learned the skill, and, and there's a tremendous amount of skill. I've set these yeah. silly, cumbersome things up, and they're heavy sometimes, and they walk around, take one photograph an hour or something. Uh, and so they feel like you know it's more important it looks yeah. more important therefore the work's got to be more important but I've got bad news for those people it doesn't work like that because yeah. what we do yeah. as a viewer is look at the image I don't give a damn if it's taken with a cell phone or a 10 by 8 camera that does not interest me it's mm. never interested me it's, it's nonsense it has nothing to do with what we're looking at you know um, you can't tell in the shops photos what the format yeah. or, or, or yeah. the quality of whether it's film or digital uh, i believe i, I, I yeah, don't yeah. Think you, could, yeah. you know um, so it's, those things are unimportant but there is still people want to hold on to this thing mm. of being superior having a little bit more knowledge and not wanting the general public Photography photography's always been a democratic medium it's always been about technology Right from the very, you know, first Mm. photo of blurry people. They tried to photograph some people, but they couldn't hold the image still enough. And then 35mm cameras came out and the world had changed. So you could be Cartier-Bresson, you could be a war photographer. Uh, Then Ansel Adams came and showed the great detail. I mean, it's endless, endless, endless. yeah glass plates to digital. Yeah. And you know, now it's going to move into something else and cell phones are coming so good that everyone's got a camera. Yeah. And and there's so much photography being done and so much is on Instagram. It's wonderful.
0: I love it. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm pretty new to Instagram. I resisted it because uh, I just thought I didn't need another social media platform in my life. It's only I was, when I have. And, yeah, yeah. right, and I can yeah. see that. And a lot of yeah. people, I, you it's know, a own, medium, owned yeah. by the same company or whatever, but I know yeah. a lot of people quit Facebook for Instagram uh, recently. Yeah. I decided to have a go at it and um, mm. to get involved in it. And one thing I like about it is the what feels like... A, a, a r- almost relentless positivity around things on Instagram rather than I'm sure, yeah. like anything, if you seek, you yeah. can find some Except people. when somebody tells you to go to bed. <laughs> You've got a big day to Stop yeah. drinking whiskey, you're coming to interview a photographer. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. one of the... <laughs> yeah, I should have put an emoji with that. <laughs> <laughs> you. Then I would have known you then I would have known you really meant it. <laughs> no, but it's tr- but it's true though, like it's yeah. quite positive and you know, yeah. like amateur photographers, which I guess we all are, anyone that's taking uh, it now, yeah. anyone that's taking it can, can mm. you know uh, if 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 I was to call myself any sort of photographer, it's an amateur one mm. and I get to take my photos and mm. put them there. And why aren't they more important or less important
1: than, you know, the stuff that I, I'm putting serious stuff up there it's mm. my serious mm. work. Now and mm. again, I'll put a cat or something, mm. But, mm. You know, and that's pretty serious too, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, It's not about my life. And Instagram, a lot of it's about people's lives,
0: and I love that about yeah, it. Yeah, you sto- know. Again, like, yeah. Again, it's, it's storytelling, yeah. right? And yeah. So it's people shaping uh, their story. And I, I just, yeah, as I say, like Facebook and Twitter, very bitchy necessary for me I use them but very bitchy and Instagram I'm not getting that you know people just interact or they don't they opt in or out and that's how I have always thought this stuff should be but it's quite heavily controlled yeah uh, Yeah. as far
1: as censorship shows um and some people dislike that about it, you know, can't kind of show nudes and things like that. Well, they get taken off pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's language, you know, things that they keep an eye on. Yeah. It's meant to be the friendly medium. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it works that way pretty well. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I feel honoured when people like my work because mm. most. Uh, I do have so called serious photographers from all around mm. uh, different places in the world that are looking at the work. Um, I, I mean, I don't have. Huge number of followers. I'm not even after that. But um, I feel honoured that people, if they like my work, um, I feel duty bound to like theirs. And it could mm. be what they had for dinner. Mm. Why is my work? If they uh, <laughs> give me the honour of liking mine, I feel like I should honour theirs, mm. even though it's not a great photo in those terms. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, go on an art gallery wall in any yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, it's th- to those people, it's just as important to them as my kind of silly little yeah. art things I'm doing. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it. That, that is their art gallery wall and yeah. in- their yeah. Instagram page. Yeah, and that it's their life their... quite often. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their family
1: life or their travels yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's delightful. I, I think it's a wonderful medium, and uh, for me also, it's a way of promoting books. It's a way mm. of getting work out there. So I'm, I'm using it in various
0: ways as well. Uh, I, um, I I grew up hating photos for a long time because um, my much as I like looking through the family photo albums and being reminded of some you know people that aren't here anymore and some things that we did at the time. It was frustrating to be to stop what you were doing and be arranged in front of some monument and told to you know and told do it again and smile. Yeah. Uh, and that was that's my childhood memory of photography. And the two things that changed that were being at university and a friend taking random photographs and people stopping and smiling at the camera and putting their arms around each other and him actually saying don't do that. I just want to capture what's in the room. Now he. Has gone on to be a a serious filmmaker and editor, and you know, and and those skills were obvious before that night when he did that. But that was very profound to me. Hmm. The the next thing was looking at your work. You know, that was the thing that made me go, "Wow, photography can kind of exist outside of any of that sort of obvious setup." And I know you've done photos where there are, as we've looked at some of them and talked about some of them, where you have Compo- well, they're all composed, but you have composed and set up. But just that freeing aspect—that's oh, what I say about the yeah. things like the auto portraits and moving yeah. pictures. You know, I, I,
1: I have never set up a photo. I don't think that interests me. Sure, right? um, you know the, the ones that I were talking about—the sites work. Um, mm. They're just as found as as, as yeah, the street yeah. photos. Yes. You know, uh, I mean, I, I got to know some builders, and I asked them whether I could um, just follow their building process and they were kind of thought oh this is very strange so I kept away from them because mm. when I started photographing things you know sort of shonky things you know that mm. didn't look very, like very good work I didn't want the, them to see me <laughs> doing it you know I mean, all the stuff you, you don't see it it's all it gets hidden but it, it makes you think that it's not going to last too long you mm. know but, um, but they're not set up they're just just as found yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've set up the camera, but I haven't yeah, set up yeah, the yeah. moment or yeah. asked people to do anything, or yeah, Yeah. yeah or ask them to hit
0: that nail so it's wonky. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, it's been a great pleasure meeting you because we've never met. No, yeah. um, we've, as I said, followed your work and and um, enjoyed it, but uh, uh, for, for many years now, and uh, it's been a great pleasure to to, to kind of get to know you through this conversation. Well, thank you for the chocolate. I'm slightly disturbed I didn't get the beer. Oh, well, I'll bring some. Around. No, 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 yeah, next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else? Is that? That's probably a good finishing point, but is there anything else that you want to put, that you wished I'd asked you or that you want to put across that?
1: We didn't talk much about music, but there again, why would, you know... You would you would end up talking all the time.
0: Yeah, that's true. I try. And, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm trying not yeah. to. My wife gave me music feedback. It's is very important to me. But well, you took it's, that album. It's, it's, it's only talking.
1: in a very slight way. I mean, I, it, music to me. You probably won't want to use any of this stuff. No. But um, I mean, as I say, the first things that I heard. Were these 78s? Mm. You, you won't even have seen those. Would no, you? no, I've got
0: some. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they spin 78. I've got an old gramophone. So okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, but now I'm on Spotify. Mm. So it's very similar to photography for me. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The that's medium right.
0: changes the and, and the way it. of getting yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you can still find, I love, I love going on Spotify yeah. and finding. <sighs> things from yeah. the 1930s you know yeah <laughs> they're there they yeah. exist and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the easiest and best way to find them yeah. you know yes yes in a perfect romantic world we could mm, all trawl the shops and look online and find yeah. the the actual physical item but um yeah, so if you yeah. just want to hear it yeah. you know that's what it's about uh, you obviously have a lot of lps mm, on, a, on instagram you're you're I'm I'm a record, col- or I was a record collector. I don't yeah. know if I guess I still am, but yeah. I I've, I've toned down the collection aspect. I'm trying to just keep records I like. But yeah, I, I don't know how many I've got, but yeah. I do listen to records. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I listen to cassette tapes and CDs, and I oh, listen to. Tapes. I don't listen to cassette tapes period. very. Yeah, I don't <laughs> listen to them very often. Somebody recently wanted to bring those back. They, yeah, oh, they love the hiss. Yeah, I mean I do too. Yeah. Like there are certain. Uh,
1: mountain but, Mountain goats did a lot of yeah. interesting. Mm. He liked the hiss, he liked the low fire as he called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well it, it, yeah. It, it,
0: it, that's very in it a period. his oh, It's it very in his aesthetic. Yeah. You know, it really yeah. suits. Yeah. yeah. It's you can see how it's but lately, though, he's got good. No, production he's, now he's face. got now he's got a full band and uh yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, then he's a yeah, you know he's a, yeah. he's a great it's a great artistic progression his story. I mean he's a novelist you mm. know he's a yep. you know it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. he's a he's a commentator he's yeah. you know he's, no, he's um great, great. he's very clever yeah. 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 But uh, I do you like yeah. Richmond Fontaine? Yes, Lo- yeah. Speaking of novelists, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I, no, I love. Leafy. Oh, what's it like? The it's lean on. I love the book. It's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to seeing. I love the book. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I didn't meet him, but I saw him give a. I met him. I shook his hand. Wow, wow. Briefly, yeah. It was all of fifteen wow. seconds. Yeah, yeah. But he, he asked me
1: who I was, and I I, I stuttered. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I couldn't no, he's say. A, it. He's amazing. I saw yeah. him do a reading in San Francisco about oh, okay. five years ago. Yeah, and um. And yeah. like He was with the D-Lanes yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right it's Which great. was a great Rockwell. band as well Yeah, love that record I wish I do more of that Yeah, yeah. No, I, we were in, I already knew Richmond Fontaine And I'd already read a couple of his novels Yeah And then we just happened to be walking past You know, city lights And sort of sign saying Willie Floughton's doing a reading here in two yeah. days time And so it was like we were back there yeah. yeah And he read a couple of short stories Which I don't think have been published anywhere I'm sort of waiting for him to do a book of short stories just on the basis of these two that he read. They were incredible. I should have said and I just thought, I, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I can die now. Yeah. You know, no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a legend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's a yeah. hero. And he, and he sung a couple of songs just to yeah. close to guitar. And, but just in a bookshop, you know, to about 50 people. It was really special to be there. Well, they've broken up now. There's yeah. no more rich Yeah. Man. Yeah, well, he did a new... He's just done a new book. And, uh, no, no, and I've, no, I haven't yeah, read that yet, but yeah, I, someone a pub, yeah. someone who works for the publisher in the UK sent me a signed copy of it. So yeah. I've got yeah, you know, I didn't meet him, but I've got a copy signed by him, and so I must read that. And uh, yeah. but you know, I do love his work, like his writing, is, his storytelling. Is, yeah,
1: that's yeah. what I bumbled it when I shook his hand. And said, yeah, you're, you're a great storyteller. <laughs> and he thought, oh, "Have you read my books?" He was more interested yeah. in talking about the books. Yeah, than yeah. He, and he just did this fantastic set of, with the D lines.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought they were great. Yeah. that D Lines record was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was just as good light it was Yeah, I Yeah, oh, that was up at, that the churning, the ch- up at the Churning Fork a couple of years ago. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. one of those. Yeah. I don't go to Auckland much for gigs, but that's yeah. one I wish I'd gone to. Yeah, yeah it was. You one know,
1: of the highlights.
0: Um, and well, you so mean you mentioned, you know, being able to work with music now that you operate digitally versus, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so. What I can, sit, what I'm saying is, and we talked yeah. about Elvis, but you can mm. see music as a thread oh, through your yeah. life. It's yeah. an, it is an important aspect of. You know, it okay. is, it,
1: music yeah. is. Music does showed the way uh, for a, a lot of
0: teenagers, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, mm. the possibility. But music is yeah. part of how we announce ourselves to the world. You know, it is our mm. it is our personal soundtrack. It's part right. of, part of how we put our personality out yeah. there. Yeah. For a lot of people, maybe yeah. not for everyone, but I think for a lot of people, it's that's a big part of what it's about.
1: Well, it's funny because like f- for about four or five, four mm. years or something, mm. I stopped listening to any. Right. popular music and yeah. it was all classical music yeah. so i went heavily yeah. like a maniac into that yeah. stuff yeah. and the the central library for a while a year or so you could take out as many cds as you mm. felt like mm. um, and some people would go there and they would take 20 or 30 out mm. and i think the time was almost indefinite of well right yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, maybe i'm misremembering but anyway so that's what i did but then i started buying them and i've, I've got you know, they're lying around embarrassing me now because I. <laughs> after a few years it stopped being magic to me Mm. but uh, that was my night
0: i would sit down and just listen to classical music through cds i went through a bit of that phase of that and also uh comedy records spoken word and comedy and you know like poets reading but that was because i was reviewing music and i was working in a music store so i had music in my ears all day Mm. and so i was was so used to coming home and having music yeah but i didn't want to listen to anything you know, of the day, yeah, yeah. and I kind of went, there's, wow. this, there's this gap in my That's life. That's
1: interesting, you know, because that happens to photographers at yeah. work as a photographer.
0: I'm, why would they necessarily feel like, they want to get away with it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, I just I just yeah. thought, listening to classical music was, well, it was a gap in my knowledge. It was, you know, I knew a little bit, but I didn't grow up listening to classical music. My parents listened to rock music and jazz, so I, and the radio, so that was it for me, and classical was something I was always kind of interested in, I wanted to kind of teach myself a bit about, and it's an ongoing thing obviously I still listen to some and I still do a bit of reading about it and I guess I kind of thought when I'm too old and uninterested in going along and reviewing rock gigs, I can write about classical music because it's existed Mm -hmm. for so long Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if that'll be the case now but Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't think anyone wants to read about music anymore Uh, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I I still there's still some amazing stuff there that I've learnt about and listened to. I'm sure that people want to read about
1: music. Um, you know, I mean, the, the internet is just, you know, like, incredible. We couldn't even believe that the stuff you can find, but, like, talking about Spotify you know, and being led on to various things from, you know, from from, from from ever, you know, from the day, day music was first thought of, really. But, um, yeah, the internet. It's got a lot of music writing
0: on it. Yeah, yeah, oh, there's sure. all it's, free, of course. Yeah, this no, is not yeah, good for yeah. if you're trying to earn a living. For yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. It's a, it is a, it is amazing. And, and there's some garbage, of course, like there is. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, But you get pretty yeah. good at wading through that and working out where to go and, and, yeah, and what's yeah. real and what's not. Just yeah. like there's some bad photography, you know. <laughs> Just like there's some bad yeah. films. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, it's been a great pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs>